Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello. Well, what happened there? I've gone through puberty. (laughs) Well, it's... Did you just turn, like, 13? Because, you know, it is... Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I was dancing, damn it. Okay, dancing. Tony. I was dancing, now I'm John. Each of us has a specific movie genre. Mine's horror and thriller. I have science fiction and fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure, but not today, because... It's not your birthday yet, though. All right, look, it's my birthday month, okay? We get the whole month. I get to push the button as many times as I want when we're doing all the oldest. It's just like, like, your birthday is wafting into the room. Like, you can just get a whiff of it. (laughs) It's coming on. I know, and all those questions. What do you want to do for your birthday? Nothing. I just don't, I don't want to go to work that day. I want to have a bagel. <laughs> Cream cheese. Cup of coffee. I'm good. Elaine needs presents on her birthday. That's right, I need fucking presents. <laughs> I like a special dinner. I want to be able so, to pick whatever I want for dinner. And I have to cook or clean. <laughs> So, you know, we record these little early podcast listeners. This is not a secret. Whoa. So my birthday hasn't actually happened yet. And one of the girls at work goes, what are you doing for your birthday? I said, nothing. And she <laughs> said, you don't want to do something? I said, no. If I don't go anywhere or do anything, he spends more money on presents. And that's all I really want. <laughs> <laughs> We're really Seinfeld. In our, you know, everybody else is doing something. We'll do nothing. I don't need expensive presents either. It's more volume. <laughs> I like oh, well, the, that's it for Christmas. I'm just gonna start wrapping up things in boxes. <laughs> I just like presents. <laughs> These random things. What is this? That's a button to that shirt that you opened earlier. That's fucked up. This Why are you taking buttons off? For my birthday, I asked my dad to fix the AC in my car, mm-hmm. and then he did. It was mm-hmm. a lot of hoopla with the dude with the part mailing the wrong part three times. But was, <laughs> was it the AC compressor? No, it was the control panel. Wow. wow. Oh, okay. That sucks. So you have to take the whole fucking front part off. And <laughs> so then he was like, "I think your fan's going too. So let me know if it stops working. And it only will stay working all the time if we leave it on all the time. Which sometimes so once you turn it's it off, very cold. It's done. But <laughs> Put the windows down. But if I turn it off, it might not turn back on. Oh, okay. Uh, like so, free porn, you just gotta let it go. So my parents were like, "We didn't spend your whole birthday budget on just that." They have and a budget. I was, yeah, they spend the same amount on all of us for our birthdays. They have our whole lives. <laughs> That's equitable. And my birthday that. is not the first one of the year, so it's determined by my younger sister. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they were like, like, we didn't it. spend the whole budget. I was like, yeah, but he did the labor, and if you can't labor, then he probably did. But then he, they were like, we'll buy it. They were like, well, what do you want to buy? I said, how about the fan? <laughs> so I got a text message the other day. The fan's here. Happy birthday. <laughs> It's like we looked at it and we're going to take, uh, we got the fan. It's also going to be one of your Christmas presents. Because oh. <laughs> we went over her budget. So also Merry Christmas. <laughs> so that's what I got for my birthday. This if they year. went over budget, they might tell her, we need. We went over budget, so we need you to give us 10 bucks. <laughs> she right. She's in her stocking. They, they have done that They actually, my older sister's birthday is coming up and they texted me. We got her presents, but we went over budget. Do you want to contribute for it? <laughs> okay. Give me 20 bucks, put my name on the card. Yeah. All done, <laughs> Jessica. That's my parents have always been uber fair. <laughs> I like it. 
We've always been um, a same number of presents. Yeah. Some the dollar amount usually varies a little bit, not too much. We try to get the same number, but the number of presents because when it's, little kids see, well, you got an Xbox, and I got fifteen, you know, toys. They got fifteen toys. You do know that your Xbox. Is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't care. Little kids don't care. But they want numbers. It's been so harder the numbers these last have to couple be years. Well, these last couple years, Gwen's been an adult, and it's been my well since when I was a kid. It was once you were eighteen, you don't get big a lot of presents anymore. You get like one. And we still got her a bunch of presents. Yeah. But, you know. And we tr- we do like one big present a piece and then smaller but, stuff. You know. The budget went down when we became adults. Yeah, it should. Know, because we're adults. Yeah. Especially when you And have, then like when we know. got married and stuff, it right. was like, well, we're not going to spend the same amount on each of you because now our number of yeah, kids yeah. has doubled. <laughs> and then they had, you know, I have a niece and nephew. And my parents were like, well, we can't afford this shit. <laughs> Once you have a significant other, you know, Othello, <laughs> that kind of thing goes well. Like me and my father don't even exchange presents anymore. Because it would be like, he lives in Vegas, we live here, so then you don't want to buy a present in mail, because then it's like $30 to mail. Yeah, so yeah. you just do the gift card thing. It's like, years ago, we're like, you keep your, you keep yeah. your gift card, I'll keep mine. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And we the same thing, happy birthday. Just just call me on yeah. said holiday, my, and we're good. My dad is uh, always emails the Amazon gift card, which everybody loves. <laughs> and my mom, she gave me cool well, Michigan swag this in, year. We have a three-hour movie to come. That's right. <laughs> We may have to cut some stuff. I got sweet Michigan swag. Because <laughs> she thought I might be homesick, which is nice. That is oh. nice. Yeah, you've only not lived there longer than you. I still liked my home state. I don't like my home state. Those people are crazy. Right. I still well, like mine. This week, we're On the podcast. John's birthday. <laughs> John's pick. It's 2019's Ford versus Ferrari. Which or as it's properly pronounced, Ferrari. Oh, goodness. <laughs> he, said, he did that to Is me he on the couch. That the whole time. <laughs> but he said that to me on the couch, and I came back with it's pronounced Ford. <laughs> I was watching something, and uh, it was with the Ferrari dealership, and the guy was like, "So a uh, Ferrari?" He goes, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It's pronounced Ferrari." <laughs> and he's like, "Ferrari." It was pretty funny. Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much like that. But I guess Elaine wasn't in the room when I was watching that. I thought she was. No. That's why I made that thing, and she just looked at me and said, it's pronounced Ford. I'm like, all right, she didn't get it. I thought I was being funny, because I'm from Michigan, where Ford comes from. So if anybody knows how to pronounce it correctly, it should be me. It's also not a very complicated word. Well, one would think not, but you know. Or in the middle, F in front, D at the end. You always want to end it with a D. I don't know. It's always surprised to me the words that people think is complicated. Example? Scam or Della. <laughs> Scam or Della. No, it's no. fucking phonetic. It's a lot of letters. All right, so let's talk about this movie. This is about an American automotive designer, Carol Shelby, who you welcome back to the podcast in spirit because the Shelby, uh, 67 Shelby GT500 was in Gone in 60 Seconds, Elaine's yep. favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was not on that episode, so I did not realize this. <laughs> this movie is a little bit about the creation of Eleanor. How she came to be a little bit, a little bit tertiary. Sure, As tertiary, tertiary origin. Yeah, tertiary origin story. Um, Carol Shelby and fearless British race car driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary car for the Ford Motor Company. Together, they plan to compete against the race cars of Enzo Ferrari <laughs> at the 24-hour Le Mans race Gorlami. in Gorlami <laughs> in 1966. This movie came out on August uh, 30th of last year, 2019, with director James Mangold. 
and I forgot to look up what else he did. So oh, Lane's gonna do stuff. that while I look oh. up some other stuff. The, uh, <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, the yep. dude who plays Carol Shelby. Yeah, let's, take, let's just do some actors and stuff. All right, so uh, welcome back to the podcast, Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon, mm-hmm. who you may recognize from Eurotrip. Um, or and Oceans Club. Dead, hold on. <laughs> and Deadpool 2. Those are his my favorite cameos from Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was, in, he was in all the horror movies and Jenny Silent Bob Strikes Back. He was great in Dogma. Dogma, yeah, and... He did this little movie called Goodwill Hunting. He was good for him. We he, really, he really like. What was that space movie the, he was on? The Martian. The Martian. That movie is fantastic. If you Mark Watney, Space Cowboy. Yep. Also, we watched that, that movie. He did Downsizing. That's a weird thing. It Carly, off, I bet you really like. No, that it started movie. off really good and then got really geopolitical real quick. Like they it's made a hard weird. left. I'm <laughs> like, hard. I was like, whoa, what? You might like, like it's it. because she's Hispanic. It's weird. Like, Wait a minute, what? It, it went real weird. <laughs> I like looked down and was like, did I watch did we, new movie pop on? Like from dusk till dawn. Yeah, it was, it was. It was that kind of a hard left where you're like, this is a completely different movie. Uh, also, Christian Bale. You may have seen him in this little movie called. Is he a welcome back to the podcast? Uh, I don't know. I pitched there. I don't know. Honestly, I can't. Remember. I don't think so. I don't so. think he's been on. So really, all the Christian Bale's movies do really well. So my favorite of... Christian Bale, Bale movie of all time Newsies. is Dragon Newsies. I watched that for the first time recently. Dude, Rain of Fire <laughs> is so good. I need to do that. <laughs> I'm surprised you had. All right. Did we, we do Public Enemies? We didn't. Nope. No. No. That was a great movie too with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do the too. Prestige either. No, I wasn't really a big, huge fan of that. But mm. anyway, um, also starring. Yeah, let me write down Rain of Fire. Uh, John uh, Bernthal, who was uh, great in the movie called The Accountant with Ben Affleck. If you've never seen it, you should. It's great. Awesome. I Walking recognized Dead. him yep. from Sweet Home Alabama. I recognize him from The Punisher. <laughs> Punisher. Because oh, no, Walking not Dead. him. Not him. I'm looking at this dude. Yeah, we'll get to him. Okay, no, that, I knew Tony was like, oh, it's Shane! And then he was like, or the Punisher, whichever, and I was like, <laughs> it's Shane. <laughs> I, Lee Iacocca. When I was growing up, everybody knew Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca was a big deal. <laughs> and I had a Which look, is I, weird because. I remember Lee Iacocca being from Chrysler, and I was like, Ford, really? I had to look it up. I had to look it up. I was I like, have oh. to Google <laughs> But. He moved. Yeah. It was funny because the BB guy I'd never heard of, but I knew who Lee Iacocca was. <laughs> The BB guy is the one I recognize from Sweet Home Alabama. Well, let's talk about him then. <laughs> Josh Lucas, who you may welcome back. No, we didn't do anything with him in it, I don't think. I can't remember. No, but we saw something, and I was like, he was in... Sweet Home Alabama. No, no, there was... He was. He is a welcome... Oh, it was Session 9. He was in Session 9. Oh, that's right. <laughs> was he? Because I was like, John's not going to catch that. He was the one that gets the ice pick in the eye. Oh, thanks for bringing that back. He's also in a movie called Stealth, which I really like, starring Jamie Foxx. No, I didn't really. You don't like that movie. Nobody likes that. That movie killed his movie career. Like he's not even Elaine liked that movie. Um, let's see who else. He was in the Tracy Letts, who played Henry Ford, was in a movie called um, The Big Short, which I really liked. Which I can't believe I haven't made Carly watch it. Um, I don't know if you've really been into it. It's about the stock market. That's probably not your bag. Yeah, not really. And the last person I'm going to talk about is Noah Juke, who plays Peter Miles, the uh, son of Christian Bale. And the reason I bring him up is because in Suburbicon, he played Matt Damon's son. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Isn't it, though? This chick, um, Ken Miles' wife, Yeah. she's in the Outlander show. Mm. 
But it's um, a very popular thing, so. <laughs> I, going back to the director, Mr. Mangold, let me pull up his film. He also directed Logan. Oh. 2013's The Wolverine. Mm. He did 310 to Yuma. Walk wow. the Line. He's got some big, heavy hits. Kate and Leopold. Oh! <laughs> oh. I must have a thing that with movie you, a couple times. And uh, <laughs> Copland. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this movie had a ninety. Uh, let's see, yeah, ninety-seven million dollar budget. Um, a lot and, on cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of that was on the actor salaries and cars. Yeah. Maybe some location. It made $117 million domestically, so I wouldn't say it was a real huge success, but worldwide it made $225 million, so it probably just about broke even. I don't remember hearing about it until very recently. Like, well, I don't remember hearing about it last year when it came out. I remember Rotten hearing Tomatoes, about it since COVID. <laughs> it's Rotten Tomatoes score is 92. It's got an 8 out, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb and an 81% on Metacritic, so everybody loves this movie. Yeah, a lot of people I, are, I know that are car people... That's all they talked about last year was how great this movie was. A lot of the podcast uh, movie groups that I'm in, everybody talked about it as if it was this ultimate dad movie. This is the movie your dad's going to talk about forever. Oh, my dad probably would like it. Your dad probably would like it. (laughs) I bet my dad would like it too, but getting him to watch something that doesn't have Steven Seagal in it is I tried to get him to watch The Gentleman, and he told me he doesn't like movies about bad guys. He likes there to be a clear good guy and a bad guy. Let me, let me get something straight here. Your dad. My dad. Keith. Yeah. I'm Our f- dad, Keith, Audra. Yeah, hi, Keith. He loves Big Trouble in Little China. That's true. Yeah, Jack Bird's not a good guy. <laughs> Wang Chi is, though. Wang Chi is totally a good guy. And the movie's actually but my dad guy. also <laughs> loves Kurt Russell. Hmm. So just tell him that Kurt Russell's in The Gentleman. <laughs> you know, keep looking for him. Where the fuck is he? At the end, like, sorry, Dad. Totally got him My mixed mistake. up. <laughs> totally got him mixed up with Hugh Grant. <laughs> send, him a, send him a digital copy. Just have like a picture of him pick up again. <laughs> See, Dude, the end. that's who needs to be in Expendables 4. Kurt fucking Russell. Yeah, I watched Expendables 3 today. He was in uh, the Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, he was yeah. in a couple of them. I mean, he's making a late career comeback. Yeah, it's because everyone loves him. He's, he's great. Every, he's in everything. Well, he's not great in everything. No, he's, but he is great. He, in Tango and Cash, he was. Gash. <laughs> was anybody bad in Tango and Cash? Gorlame. <laughs> I speak most Italian. He speaks second most Italian. He speaks not. I'll speak any Italian. Yeah, third most. That's what. Just shut up. Matter of fact, watch you start right now. <laughs> but you know who didn't like this movie? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Here's a one out of ten. Historically inaccurate. <gasps> like many American films, this title attempts to rewrite history. The truth is that Ferrari were the complete underdog. What actually happened is that the huge behemoth motor company Ford tried to buy the teeny tiny Ferrari, and Enzo said no. Ford threw their toys out and decided to build the GT40. With Isn't that limitless- what happened in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. With their limitless budget, it took a few years for them to finally succeed beating the tiny Ferrari company at Le Mans. And even when they did, Ford used a 5-liter engine versus Ferrari's 3-liter engine. The film remarks uh, needs remaking to tell what really happened. And pretty much. And if they, yeah, and just all the heroes would be, would be wearing red overalls for sure. I was like, I was like wow, this, this guy's guy very specific about weird shit. Like, <laughs> this guy clearly, um, and his well, name look is. Look up his Planet of the Apes review. Ferrari Lover happen. number two. <laughs> 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 and the, 
I didn't really like the this review as much as I like the title of this one. This was a 10 out of 10. Made me want to tear out of the parking lot at 700 R- RPM. 7,000 <laughs> RPM. Nice. I was like, yeah, I don't care what he says. That's the winner. <laughs> and it's just, it's a short one. This is one of the best movies I've seen this year. I reminded that not all modern movies suck. It is one it's of the... a fair... <laughs> My, well, that's all you really need at yeah. 10 out of 10 right fair there. Assessment. I have to say that all the movies that we've like really sought out Ford versus Ferrari, The Gentleman, like ones where I'm like, you know what, we should go see that. They have been real winners, which is good because they have not. Well, the problem, the yeah, lately Hollywood has been putting out Emma, shit. Real winner. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, been some good ones. There's really no other way for me to, to explain it. Is they've just been putting out utter shit, mm-hmm. complete and utter shit, the except Guernsey, for the Marvel people, the Guernsey you know, Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, right. But even there's the weird movies that have been coming out, and they're trying Crosses to be like super, work. you know, they want you to think, and it's like, yeah, that's just fucking weird. I don't care. Some people like to, movies that make them think. I like movies that make me think. I don't, but <laughs> some people. This, this, is, this movie here is a, an expression of what it's like to be a middle-aged female with six kids who live in Chicago. It's like, well, that's a lot. Very, very specific. You should probably broaden your horizon if you want to make some money. Yeah, like Cobra. Wife, Cobra was really one of the war. Like Cobra? <laughs> Cobra? Everybody, everybody <laughs> identifies with being on the zombie squad. You know? <laughs> killing people willy nilly. I don't even shop here. <laughs> I really wish they would have made that movie. Because <laughs> they were off Christ. to a great start. <laughs> oh, <man>. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, not every movie's timer. Not they, they're not. That one was good, though. <laughs> What was the one with uh, Chris, Hayden Christensen when he in the closet? I mean, Life in the house. house. Yeah, that's it. Life that's a good house. movie. <laughs> it was something. All right, so let's talk about it. What did you think going in, Tony? I was like, oh, so many, lots of people have told me to watch this movie, so I'm interested in watching it. Cool, let's do it. And it's, it's kind of weird that John would pick this for his birthday movie, but we'll see what's going on with it. Because I watched it, really liked it. I was like, I want to do this movie for the podcast. Well, you can. It made its money back, and everybody loved it. Well, we'll figure a way to get it in. Well, really, his other birthday pick, he can do any time that he fucking wants. Terminator 2? No. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is what you were going to pick for months and months and months until Tony randomly brought up Terminator 2 in conversation. And you were like, oh, my God. It's a really good movie. Both of them are. I mean, Terminator 2 so does not meet our criteria. Not even Dracula rules. I mean, even I can't bullshit. It was like the biggest movie ever when it came out. What do you think, Carly? I thought I know this movie's about cars. <laughs> well, not wrong. wrong. I did look up, and that's only because people were talking about. Oh, you guys, when you talked about it a little bit, you're like, oh well, I have friends who are Ford guys, and you know. Well, you know what? There are Ford guys, there are Chevy guys, but I think everybody would take a Ferrari. <laughs> and if you don't like those, man, drive it around for a week and sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you have to do the oil change, I did look up. <laughs> Uh, appearances real quick yeah and Stallone has eight yeah and then in the five timer club is Zoe Saldana exactly Bruce Willis Brad Pitt soon (laughs) and Kurt Russell so we have three at five one's at eight a whole bunch of four so Stallone is willing is winning by like a lot yeah. Well, you did go on a Stallone I did I had a weird thing where I just kept doing Stallone Stallone Palooza for a while there Like Van Damme's probably got a couple too, doesn't he? Like two or three? He's got two or three. Uh, what I got him? Now he's got three that I could find: Kickboxer, Double Team, and Bloodsport. Yeah, so he's three. Um, Ryan Reynolds is four. 
Samuel Jackson. We did a bunch of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, all we in did a row four too. Ryan Reynolds movie in a row, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is impressive. So, just before I forgot, because I was gonna forget about that. Miles okay. Stallone's winning the race. Yeah, where's Imogen Poots? She's only three. Well, she didn't, she's, <laughs> really got, she's only been in six movies. No, <laughs> no it's more than no, that. We just haven't seen them. <laughs> we really got to bring back the poots. We will. She's got a movie coming up. There we go. Elaine? I thought, before I had ever seen this, I thought, this movie looks really good. And then I said to you, we should Netflix this movie. And then we watched it. And then you couldn't stop talking about it. So then mm-hmm. last, week, last week on the podcast, when you couldn't figure out what to do, I said, you should do this movie. So I was happily to watch it again. She wanted to give me a llama bite. Fuck off with the llama bite. <laughs> really you <fun>. named it. <laughs> it's really funny. Mm. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's get into this because we're 20 minutes into the podcast. This movie's like two hours and 45 minutes long. I'm going to cut some shit out. So don't try to stop <laughs> and crazy like, you left out when he got the wrench. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Actually, the wrench part is kind movie. of important. Yeah, so, yeah. I would want to hear about the wrench. I know. <laughs> All right, so we open with the 1959 Le Monde, and I spelt Le Monde wrong the entire time, but don't worry about it. I got it yeah, all right here. <laughs> uh, closing moments. We see Carol Shelby. He's coming in for a pit, and he catches fire, and his team wants to, to stop like, dude, you, you were just on fire. And he's like, am I on goddamn fire? No. Well, then build out. a goddamn tank. I'm going to keep going. You put the fire out, let's go. Because Le Mans, for those of uh, you out there who don't know, it's a 24-hour endurance car race. I was among those that did not know. (laughs) Why would you want to do that? And then I was like, is it like the Tour de France? Is it like a big course? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) It takes about three minutes to do a lap. I was like, Jesus Christ. No, I'm not doing that for 24 hours. <laughs> I mean, how do you watch that would be a better... Uh, that's what Tony said. I'm not yeah. watching any race for 24 hours. I'll check in, like you said. I'll check in with you every hour or so. <laughs> I'd watch the beginning to see how it starts. Okay. Yeah. i check in somewhere in the halfway mark. It's All like, right, anybody dead? Okay, I'll it's see It's like when you're watching the Olympics and they just periodically check in on the marathon. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the Kenyan runner. He's yep. still in first. Still All right. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so Shelby wins, and he's the first American to win Le Mans, which is the second time I spelt it differently. Anyway. <laughs> and we cut to a do- and we, we now cut to Shelby at the doctor's office, and he's telling him, hey, look, you've got the bleeding disease. That's he's rough. got a heart problem. And the valve is shot. You're not and racing. he can't race anymore. And he High can't do pressure. it. He goes, I'm taking the pills. The pills help. He's like, yeah. But yep. you're going to die. He goes, that's not going to help. They'll help a normal person. The pills times. are going to help a normal person. But for someone who wants to do car racing, it will kill you. It's a high stress event. Especially 24-hour car racing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said, I'll do, I'll do NASCAR. Just go around the loop. And he said, no, not even NASCAR. You're moving too fast. Or Formula One. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to watch um, Days of Thunder. I, I was thinking that too. And then I go downstairs this morning. Days of Thunder was on Amazon Prime. I'm like, oh, oh really? I didn't watch that. Nice. He I, didn't watch that though. That's when no. he watched Expendables three. But, I, we're, but we're gonna watch um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Thund- well, yeah. And the Gentleman <laughs> again. And then we're gonna watch Days of Thunder. Nice. Cold trickle. Get in the car, Cole. All right. Anyway, so let's get back to this. And we we, we see um, old Shelby driving, and he's driving like a madman. We get a voiceover about how life begins at 7,000 RPMs. And to me, when I think Vin Diesel needs to just steal this and put it in the beginning of any Fast and Furious movie he's yeah. doing, because it would be great for him. Yeah. I live my life at a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> it was just that kind of uh, monologue, but this was way better. Yeah. 
because it got spiritual and stuff rather than, you know, family. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut to Ken Mills. Miles. Yeah, that's what I said. Who's working? <laughs> Why I say Mills? Gorlami. Gorlami. Then I cut to Gorlami. I said, Buongiorno. Ken Miles. Ken Miles, who's working on a car. And the customer's like, hey, after you worked on it, now I'm starting to do this thing. He's like, well, the problem with that is that you don't know how to drive the car. See, it's a sports car. You need to drive it like a sports car. You can't be granny shifting instead of double clutch. Sorry, that's Vin Diesel again. That's right. <laughs> but he explains how we shouldn't be driving it, and the guy's like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but here in America, the customer's always right. And he's like, what kind of stupid thing is that? <laughs> and, and, he's, and he's like, remember, wait, get up to 5,000 5, before you shift. <laughs> and the guy gets pissed off and starts tearing us out of there. He's like, there you go. <laughs> That's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we cut to Lee Iacocca, who's Elaine's favorite character, I'm guessing. <laughs> Just because Lee Iacocca. Uh, he's at a meeting with some other Ford brass. And Ford is at the, the Ford plant here, and he stops, you know, production. And he gives a speech that I'm thinking he was trying to be, like, motivating. That's where I know him from. But he came off like a schmuck. Yep. Like, you're all fired unless you come up with something really important. It's like, Walk isn't that home. your fucking job? Walk he home and think about ideas that we can... That we need to... You guys who are putting the cars together, yeah. you go home and think of ways to make this company better. Um, isn't it my job to put the fucking carburetor <laughs> together? You can't it's think your of job anything, to do the Don't come back. Don't you have a whole executive crew? I will <laughs> put those say. those sit up there in suits. Yeah. yeah. I will say, um, I'm pretty sure he was a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, maybe these assembly line workers can be like, well, maybe we should put this over here. <laughs> we can save some costs. You know, like, maybe they have ideas like that. But they're not car designers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean. I'm not going, you know what you really do for branding? <laughs> I mean, I know but, I do floor mats. But other than floor mats, I'm really getting into branding. I got to say, like, like, rich dudes are kind of all douchebags. So. Well, all. Not all. Well, most people who are in those kind of positions are kind of douchey because you cannot be a really nice person in American business, Mm -hmm. like, ever. It doesn't really work. Like, if you look at Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, all these guys, they're all known as being kind of assholes because nice guys don't succeed. So, there's that. Except for Elon Musk. He's such a nice man. (laughs) I'm sure people at Tesla fucking hate him. (laughs) The guy who's got to put in the batteries, like, Elon's a dick. But... To be a, there's no such thing as a nice business. You have to be a nice politician, shitty businessman. Where was I now? Oh yeah, so we're gonna cut. There's a lot of cuts right away. We're trying to set up characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Shelby, who's sleeping in his trailer. And we get Phil Remington. Shelby, Shelby, come on now. You gotta, you gotta wake up. Is that wake me in the morning? It is the morning. <laughs> All right. So he comes out with his hat on, and they're at a racetrack. We don't really know. There's no setup to what they're doing yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, he's not racing. He's just there. Yeah. But. People are asking for his autographs. I was like, all right, maybe he's doing like an appearance thing. They don't really say. But then, but then we get to see Ken. Ken's there and he's getting his car, uh, his car ready. But there's a guy coming and inspecting. You know, like you do for a car race, mm-hmm. make sure everything's. He's like, hey, your your um, trunk doesn't close. It's too small. It's too small, so we're gonna have to disqualify you. And he disqualify, puts a sticker on him. And then this does not go well. Um, he gets really pissed off. He's like, look, I have the manual. It doesn't say about trunk space. And he's like, well, that's the 1963 manual. And he's like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and he starts getting in the guy's face. And Shelby sees this and starts coming running over. And you're like, oh, okay, so they know each other. And Shelby like, was talking to some Ferrari people. Right. That was part of the thing you cut now. Yeah. But they were thinking of, he was trying to convince them to get Ken Miles to drive for them mm-hmm. at Le Mans. And now they're not going to because they not heard so he was sure, difficult. Because he's kind of difficult to work with. <laughs> and so then Shelby comes over to try to smooth things over. 
And Ken goes over and finds a rubber mallet and starts beating the tr- his trunk to the bejesus. And then closes the trunk, go there. It's closed. And, and then it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. So then he starts, you know, he's going back and forth with, uh, with Shelby. And Shelby talks about how he was talking with Porsche. Oh, was it Porsche? It was Porsche. It was and Porsche. Then, yeah, this movie was Porch? really long. Porsche. <laughs> Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. 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 Gorlami. <laughs> Like now you done fucked up in front of them. Yeah, so it's gonna be hard. So they argue for a while, and it ends with Ken throwing a wrench at Shelby. Shelby moves and it breaks his windshield. <laughs> Shelby walks away. So then he has to drive at the race with the jagged windshield. And he talks about it later, like nice windshield. Like it's a new design. <laughs> <laughs> he has to stay behind the little fragments. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he taped it, like where it broke, he took the shards and like put some tape there. All right, so it looks like we're gonna get him in the race, and we're off. And we get in here as like Ken likes to talk shit to the other drivers as he's racing, and he's passing guys, and he wins. And the Porsche guys say, "Yeah, but he's still difficult, but he's good, mm-hmm. he's good." And we're gonna we're gonna flash to Ken's house, and we see that he's a caring father because his son was there and actually did the victory lap with him, and they sang together. And I don't really know what the song was, but I'm. H A P P Y. I'm H A P P Y. It's gotta be a song. I thought you would have looked it up so it could be your end song. End song. anywho he brings his son home yeah and he's greeted by the wife and the wife tells him hey the irs came and locked up their garage they're buggered you know they're road men proper naughty boys but they didn't pay their irs bills yeah she's like i thought you said we had a nest egg a couple years ago he's like we did we did (laughs) she's like so you're gonna quit doing what you're doing and get a, a job that pays Cause we got bills. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that makes sense. Like a good father would do." Mm-hmm. So we cut back to Ligai Coca, who's giving a presentation on a slide machine, mm-hmm. and to the Ford guys, and he's telling them, "Look, nowadays people want fast, sexy cars. They don't want to drive their dad's car." That's right, and he's not wrong. He said, "Look, Ferrari has won four out of five the last Le Mans. We need to be more like Ferrari. They make race cars to perfection." And, and the four people are like, we make more cars in a day than they've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not really the same kind of business. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but, um, you know, they're super sexy cars. And they are. Like, even to this day, like, you don't look at a, a, even the, the GT500, the, the high-end Ford, is not in the same class as any of the Ferraris. It's just it's a And he says something deal. like, Ferrari's going to go down as the best car designer or something ever in history because he's making perfect cars mm-hmm. and he's not just making a lot of the same car. <laughs> but Quality, quantity. Yes, but his grand, big Ford there, his idea was that he's going to make a mass-produced car for the people. Yeah. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to make a lot of cars just so they can get them out. Mm-hmm. It's not and the that, same deal. And the same, yeah. the other thing is he says this is, this is going to be the first generation of late teenagers, early 20s, that have enough money to buy a car. Mm-hmm. So get them to get hooked on the sexy aspect, and then they can buy stuff yeah. that's, you know. And they had already had the Mustang at this time, yeah, yeah. so they were already going They're that way. There. So it, it, this scene, I guess, is one of those where, you know, get your history right. They were already doing that because they had the Mustang. Yeah. And they're just like, look, we've got to condense this into some kind of time frame that we can make into a movie. Yeah. As we're, opposed to seven years later. Because <laughs> they do skip around quite a bit. Yeah. And they, like, leave big chunks out. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. What years are now? We've got to condense this into a movie, so... All right, so anyway, uh, Ken has decided to quit racing and get a job so he could pay his bills. All right, we cut back to Lee. Lee heads over to Italy 
to me with the Ferrari people because around this time they they um they were trying to buy Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they realized Ferrari's broke. Mm-hmm. They can buy it. Ferrari makes really good cars, but they're not very good businessmen because mm-hmm. they're really nice people. You see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he gets a tour of the plant and he meets with Ferrari. And there's a guy there taking pictures. And Lee Cook was like, "Why is he taking pictures?" Like, "Oh no, it's just for uh, you know." It's for, you know, the history value of the beating. Yeah. And then we see that guy, um, he tear asses out of, the, out of there and goes to the Fiat compound to tell, you Des- know. Industrial espionage. Yep. The Fiat people. The Fiat Ford's people. trying to buy a Ferrari. Ford's going to buy a Ferrari. We need to, it seems like it was all set up and it probably was, mm-hmm. according to the movie. I don't know about it in reality, but the long, the long and short of it is Fiat did buy a Ferrari. To this day, Fiat owns mm-hmm. Ferrari. So that's right. Elaine's car is owned by Fiat, which but also I- owns Ferrari. I, so Elaine kind of has a Ferrari. I kind of think, though, that I thought Chevy bought Fiat, though. Somebody else did buy Fiat later. I think it was I Chevy. Think. <laughs> I think now all Ferraris are Chevys. You could look it up. I don't know if, for, if it's Chevy. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I'm going to Google. But back, yeah, back then Fiat did buy Ferrari. Ferrari. And the four people are pissed because they were just used. Chrysler. Chrysler. So, Chrysler, so now all Ferraris are Chryslers? Not really. I mean, it's the same parent company, but... Because Ferrari dudes, like, how about... Because they're saying, you can have the race... You can own 90% of the racing aspect. And he's like, but what if I want to go to Le Mans and you don't want to go to Le Mans? What happens? You don't want me to? And he goes, well, then you won't go to Le Mans. He's like, well, then we're done. Well, yeah. Then I don't want anything to do with you. They make it sound like those Le Mans races, like, the biggest thing ever. But, no, it's an it's endurance It's a pissing, pissing contest, you know. So, yeah, Fiat buys them. Ford guys are pissed because they were used. Yeah. But they're like, well, what else can we do? Because Ford dudes, like, they fucked with us. Guess what? We're making a race car. (laughs) So when Fiat, when uh, Chrysler bought out Fiat, Fiat, they sold Ferrari to somebody else. Oh, did they? So Fiat and and Chrysler do not own Ferrari anymore. It's some kind of... So who wants Ferrari now? Some weird conglomeration of uh, initials that I don't understand. Ah, uh, one of those, is it European? One of those European conglomerates? Looks like it. Mm. Well, 10% is still owned by Ferrari. 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 Okay. You <laughs> I can't roll my R's. I'm too white. But you know who could was Ford's wife. Who was also Italian. Who was Italian. That's right. So we cut to Leo Bibi. Who's reading the paper where it says Fiat buys Ferrari and Lee Iacocca tells Ford. Ferrari said, you know, told um, told him what For- uh, Ferrari said about him. Mm-hmm. And now he had a shitty factory and they make shitty cars. And, and now he's not his dad. He doesn't live up to the name, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he was fat. You're not Henry Ford. You're Henry Ford II. But which his who was dad, his grandfather, not his Yeah, father. his dad was not Henry Ford. His dad was Edsel Ford. Mm-hmm. Right. Who didn't really do you anything of value, which is why they don't talk about him. <laughs> Edsel made the Edsel. Worst car ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that called that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We kept Ford going. Well, there's that. Yeah. Couldn't have been all bad. Yeah, when there was like six car companies. I mean, I don't think he was a Franklin Pierce. Old fuck up himself, huh? I don't remember. I used to know a lot about the Fords, but it slowly leaked it out of my brain. It to me the generational thing like that. Like, if depending on how long the original Henry Ford lived... I mean, his son might not have taken over the business until he was, like, 50. And guess what? He's not going to be there very long before his son takes over. <laughs> so, like, so like when Queen Elizabeth like dies. middle generation. Yeah, because, so, yeah, like, when Queen Elizabeth finally kicks the bucket, because she's, she's getting up there in years, 
Um, what's his name? Not, uh, Charles. Charles. Charles is not going to be king that long. No, he's Because not. he's already an old man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes when you have Yeah, you, the, get, the, you get a long reign, I don't think a I, short reign, then I somebody else get a long one. Yeah. God, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know if this is true, but I don't think Charles was going to be king at all because I think he had to abdicate when he married what's Camelia Parker Bowles because she was a divorcee. I don't know what the rules are. Pretty sure. I don't know either. I don't know. I've never been British. I I don't know. Just peripheral knowledge of tabloids. I don't know if that's true. Is it going to skip him? I think so. But anyway. Well, you know know they changed. about that. They changed (laughs) the rules now where it used to be uh, male preference succession. Mm -hmm. Now it's just oldest child succession. So we can get more queens. Okay. All right. Well, we can't get any queens because this is not a monarchy. This is America. Monarchies are fucking stupid. Don't get me started. (laughs) So. Anyway. Back to this video. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. Ford's pissed and he says... Um, He's pissed, pissed. Yeah. He says, <laughs> well, now it's time to build a racing car. And he calls Ferrari a greasy, a greasy wop, which is really stupid because that's a derogatory for an Italian immigrant. And Ferrari clearly lives in Italy. Yeah. And Ford was Italian. So she was an Italian. <laughs> anyway. Right. It's just one of those... They just wanted to get that casual racism into an American He movie. says, I don't care I don't how think much Ford it costs. I don't think Ford would have said that. So now they got the budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we cut to Shelby selling a car. He's at, we're at the Shelby. Evidently, he's like a car salesman. But they don't ever really touch on cars. it. He it makes, always looks like he's just working on cars, but they must sell cars too. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure Shelby was a, a small-time automaker at that point. So he made yeah. Shelby's. And and he, he like handmade them and stuff like that, and, and, and he would walk and out and go, "Hey, I'm Sheriff Shelby. Yeah. Wanna I'm buy Carol it? Shelby." Yeah. He was making cars, but well, evidently, and so he sells a car, and he's like, "All right, take his money, but don't give him the car because that car belongs to Bliga Blaga." And it's like, he's "You a are a terrible human being." <laughs> yeah. so that's Queen. the fourth time he sold that car that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they take a long time to make. When it's just five people. And people want to pay cash for them. It's like, yeah, but we can't let you leave here with a car. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, um. <laughs> well, I mean, they still do that you shit gotta now. You got to be upfront about it, though. You got to tell me. I can't have this ready for you for 12 weeks. Uh, <laughs> you would know more than I would. But remember John Cena got that car? Yeah. And then they were like, you can have this car, but you cannot sell it. He's like, oh, I won't. And then he sold it like the next year. <laughs> He's like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. What are you yeah, going to do about it? It's my car. All right. So um, where are we at now? So Lee uh, Coca shows up, comes. Yeah. and um, he offers Shelby a job for their racing team. Yeah. Um, Shelby's like, "You want to? You want to do what? <laughs> we we want to hire you to build a race car to win Le Mans." And he's like, "Look, you can't buy a win at Le Mans. <laughs> you can't buy a win, Lee. You can buy a guy who'll give you a shot, and he's in." <laughs> All right, so we got the Shelby meeting with Ken. And they're at a diner. They're talking about how hard it would be to uh, beat Ferrari at Le Mans. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. And you want to beat Ferrari. And we have, what, two, three hundred years to get this done? <laughs> Ninety days. <laughs> and that's pretty much all it takes to convince him. Um, so then we that cut. And his wife. Yeah. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey look, he we're going. He's had hard times, so. Yeah. So, no. It's yes. $200 he, a day he he's said, offered to work. No, that's not that Oh, yet. that's not yet? No. Okay. So his wife doesn't. No, it's not that yet. No, because he says he said no. He didn't agree to begin. He said he would come watch Shelby give a speech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He says I'm giving a speech tomorrow at the release of the new Mustang. But he didn't agree to help. Mm -hmm. So we cut to that day, and Shelby tells him, "Hey, bring Peter, who's his son." (laughs) And he's like, "All right." Um, We cut to the release of the new Mustang. So Ken shows up with Peter. Peter likes it. 
and you walk in, there's a new, and there's this bright, shiny new, I think it was a 66. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Or, no, it couldn't 65, have been. 64, maybe? Maybe 64, 65, because we're getting right to the area, the time where they changed the look of the body to the one they, you like. Well, they won in 66, correct? And they lost in 65, so this had to have been 64, 64 or 60, 63. Yeah. It was probably like 50. But, no. <laughs> but it couldn't have been anything. Because it takes a while. But, yeah. If they only had 90 days, then this had to be 64 or early 65. Yeah, we'll go with that. But anyway, um, so Peter comes over and he's looking at the car and he goes to open it. And Leo Beebe is like, hey, don't touch the car. It's like, you ain't got no ropes around that motherfucker. That's yeah. true. But you're yeah. here to Him show and- off a car. <laughs> everybody should be touching this thing. It's yeah. the grand opening. Everybody should be in there. But have like, you ever been to a car like, show? People are in those cars. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's Everybody's sitting sitting those cars. <laughs> but he's also a kid. Yeah. I don't give a shit. He's not going to hot wire it and drive it away. Yeah. But he's also well, a he kid. Well, he is Ken so Miles' kid. <laughs> Maybe. But the, then he's like, this is your son. Can you tell him not to touch a car? He's like, no, he can touch a car. <laughs> also, this car is a hunk of junk. He's like, this car is a piece of shit. And he, he tells him, he's like, I'd rather drive a Chevelle. And that's a terrible car. <laughs> that's, just, that's some stolen so cold shit right, to say to somebody. They get off right on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. So Miles and BB hate each other, which is pretty much a through a scene or a through plot through this, which is one of the reasons that ford actually distanced themselves from the company from this film because they did not per- appreciate leo bb's uh, portrayal as the villain because he wasn't really like that somebody's got to be the bad guy yeah it well, makes it well they, the title makes it set up like ferrari's going to be the yeah the bad well, that's guy the thing, but like they're barely in it <laughs> but when you watch the movie I, as soon as i started watching the movie i was like this is you know they have to do this in movies they have to have the executive no conflict, asshole. Yeah. yeah there has to be a bad guy yeah. And, and people would know that. And yeah. we have it to be able make to see one bad guy. Because if it was just like, oh, the committee came down and said this, it wouldn't be as interesting. <laughs> I don't think it, there needs to be any conflict whatsoever. Like, the four people could have been like, yeah, that's a great idea. We don't need to have an executive or a committee or anybody against it. it makes, Why does somebody have to be against it? Why can't it just be, hey, we were trying to beat him. We didn't beat him this year because we made some bad decisions. We're going to try harder next year. It makes the movie more interesting to have intricate characters. It, it does. It doesn't. You wouldn't have liked it. Well, that's it. like your opinion. You man. wouldn't have liked it near as much if Ken Miles was not so anti- antagonistic to everybody else. I don't know. Leo BB didn't have to be a bad guy, so I'm saying. Maybe not. All right, so we see Shelby. He's flying in with the Ford guys. And he's like, hey, can I land the plane? And they're like, what? He goes, oh, don't worry about it. I used to fly in the war. <laughs> Which is true. But, and they let him. And they're like, sure. And he's coming in like fucking Maverick. <laughs> He's like, uh, mind if I do a flyby? And they're like, uh, no. And he's like, yeah, about that. And he's like, zoom. <laughs> and Ken is down there talking to uh, one of the other members of... Ford? Sh- no, Shelby's team. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's talking to Phil. He's talking to Phil. And uh, they... Uh, and I, who, Peter says... I think it's Peter says, who's, who's flying? And they look at it and, and Ken see- goes... I think that's Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> you see the erratic flying, like, I think that's Shelby, yeah. Because, and he comes in hot, and he lands, and everything's great, and he hops out, and comes out, and everybody wants autographs from old Carol Shelby. Uh, and it seems like, you know... Ken goes, hey, Lindbergh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it seems like, at this point, it seems like everybody's on board for the racing team. they got to want to iron out the details, but, you know, the broad strokes are there, and everybody's all on the same page. Mm-hmm. So, except for Ken, he's not really, he's not on board yet. So he's like, well, listen to my speech. You're going to love my speech. So he gives him like a setup here. So then he gives a speech about how they're going to build a race car and they're going to win Le Mans. And he likes to win. Somebody else who likes to win is going to be involved as well. 
And Ken's like, okay, he's talking about me. And then he says, that guy's name is Henry Ford. Oh, well, I think and he's was, like, you son of a bitch. I think it was pretty clear that he was going to say Ken and that he was talking to Ken because he makes eye contact the whole time. But Lee Iacocca had told him, you know, you need to give something to the Ford people. Yeah. You need to show that this is a partnership and that you can play politics to give yeah. the good good press to Ford, which is why he said that man's Henry Ford. Which is, seems very, you know, that's what it would be like in business. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta shoot toe the company yeah. line here, man. Ken's like, all right, so that didn't convince me. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so Ken leaves. All right, and Shelby go, comes to Ken's house, and he's like, hey, come with me. It's been a couple weeks, at least, and they're already trying to build the car, but they still need Ken. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, come with me. I'll show you something. He's like, uh, are you familiar with the term eat a dick? He didn't say that, but that's what he said with his eyes. He said it with his eyes. He's like, you've been a bit cunty. And he's like, no, come with me. 30 minutes, I'll have you back. And just his wife looks out the window and he sees, sees him, him getting, getting in the car. car. And they take off at a high rate of speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're driving like they stole it, mm-hmm. but they're mechanics and I bet they can fix it. Yeah. Uh, Shelby drives race cars. Rubbin's racing. <laughs> Son, he didn't hit you. He rubbed you. <laughs> Robin's we're watching that way. Yeah. Alright, so thirty minutes in. I mean thirty thirty minutes in. He says he'll be back at thirty minutes. Take him to the race car and he says, Hey, fresh off the plane from uh, jolly old England. Uh blah 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 blah. So Ken's like, Okay, let me take it for a spin and he hops in this fucking spaceship. <laughs> takes it for a spin and he comes back and he tells him why it's a piece of crap. He's like, This thing sucks. <laughs> and then he goes again. And he goes, Does they say anything else? And he, goes, and he gets back in. I said, is he driving that home? No, he just went out there. <laughs> he goes, give me a minute. And fucking bare ass is out of there again. <laughs> and then we cut. And I was like, did he leave with it? No, he didn't. <laughs> I bet that car cost millions. They and weren't we going to let him drive it home. Him and his wife. <laughs> the next day, he's in there and he's eating chips. You know, you know when you're driving home, you're like, there's fucking chips back there. Elaine does this. Let me get this chips. Tony doesn't even get it when we're in the car. As we're putting the groceries in the car, he's like, I want this bag of chips and I want this drink. And he brings us to the front seat with him. Because the store is so far away. Hey. Hey. Look, at least you wait till I get out of the store. I have seen people eat chips in eat the store. I always think they're they... going to fucking put the chips down and not pay for it. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Because I found open bags of chips just like yeah. randomly. Because people the, are like, you're just a piece of shit, aren't you? The guy in, lo- in front of me in line at the Walmart yesterday got a cherry Dr. Pepper and drank it while he was in line to check out. <laughs> Did he pay for it? Yes. Well, good for him then. I'm just There's nothing saying, wrong people, with opening something in the store. I'm just saying, people do that. At least he waited to. Oh, I'm fine with it. I don't care if you eat it while you're, you know, Shopping about cookies. to buy it. <laughs> Shopping cookies, are, as long as you pay for them. Because I found open bags of chips and stuff. It's like you dirty bastards. <laughs> That's when your kid opened a bag of chips and you didn't want those chips, so you put them back. Nope. If your kid opens a bag of chips, you buy. People do that at the store that I work at, and we don't really they even chips. sell. Food. We just sell like some candy at the register, and we find half open things of candy. And I have seen people say, "Don't open that and put it down." Ah! I was gonna say, "Excuse me, your kid just opened this. You have to pay for it." Yeah. We're not allowed to cause a scene. <laughs> I'm gonna start going to your store and eating fucking chocolate bars. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna open up like, put a bite, take a bite, take a bite, put it down, take a bite. You're gonna oh, aren't no. you? <laughs> so anyway, his All wife right. starts driving erratically. How do you get on chocolate bars? <laughs> anyway, so his wife. Yes, one might call it erratically. One might say she's driving like she stole that motherfucker because the fucking hubcaps come off. Yeah. 
What's the point of stealing a car if you ain't, ain't going to ring it out? Yeah. <laughs> so she starts ringing out that so, wood panel station wagon yeah. she drives. So she's coming at like a high speed. He's like, "Are you going to slow down?" She's like, "Nope, I like a clean line." I'm like, All right, well, shit. She's pissed. Shit, and he, yeah. And, and she finally tells him that she saw him go off with Shelby. He's like, "Look, he, I saw she's you go like, off." Did you go somewhere? And he lies. <laughs> and. He already... No, no, because she thinks that he's already got the job. That She's like, look, you're doing all this stuff for them for free, and you need to not be doing that. We are having money problems. And that's when she stops. And he's like, look, they offer me $200 a day plus expenses to do but this. Still, I'm just not sure if I want to do it. I say yes. Yeah. And she's Which like, what the fuck is wrong with you? In the trivia, they did the math. It's like $405,000 a year. That's it, the yeah, equivalent. You count it's, 50, like, 50 it's like 1300 And then she's like, of course you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Which is phenomenal. I, I don't think she's mad about him, even if he was doing it for free. I don't think she would be mad about it. She just doesn't want him to lie because she didn't even know they were having money problems until the IRS repossessed their garage. Was that? He just keeps lying to her and he won't talk to her. And she needs him to talk to her. She's like, look, I work and take care of the house and take care of our kid, and I can't do anymore. I need to be able to rely on you, and I need you to stop lying to and me. And she flat out says, I need to know what you're thinking. Stop hiding things from me. <laughs> yeah. And then she told him, you're taking that fucking job because we need that money. It was $200 a day. Hell yeah, you're taking that job. <laughs> what do you mean I would you take, haven't decided? I would take that job now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would take that job now. So I'm saying, so $200 a day? Yeah, I'm in. Play with cars? Sure. <laughs> All right, so we cut to Ken driving the race car, and they're doing some work trying to make it faster. And they have a computer in there, and like, oh, anything, the computer will tell you. And then Phil's like, go get me some tw- uh, some cotton and some tape. Yeah. Because they're fine. They want to find the drag. Because he's like, there's drag here. And they're like, but it doesn't show up on the computer. And he's like, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> so they get some cotton and tape it to everything. And then he does laps. And they're like, look, told you. Yeah. Drag right there. He was right. And the team starts to realize, Ken knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and this is a 1960s computer. So it was about the size of the house. Yeah. So oh. once they took that out, it was a lot faster because that thing had to weigh like 500 pounds. Well, also, it's kind of like they're showing that these guys know racing, whereas the Ford engineers know how to make a good, reliable car, but they don't know about the specifics of building a race car. They don't know jack about drilling. They don't <laughs> They don't have the right instincts. <laughs> yeah. And they have they never... They feel it way down <laughs> in the cockles of their heart. <laughs> I want to watch Armageddon. Yeah. It's a great play. Shelby don't know how to fail. Yeah. These five more minutes. <laughs> All right, so um, so they head to the uh, test track there, and they're they're working out some options, and it's kind of it's not quite a montage yet, but they're doing very montagey things. They're making quick cuts as they're imp- improving the car. Um, so we find out that Leo doesn't want Ken to be the driver because he hates him. Because he hates him. But Shelby defends him and argues with Ken about Ford. it, which he's not. He's not. <laughs> when you're doing the all American Ford. You, you don't, know, you don't, want, you don't the, want the British dude who has a bad attitude. <laughs> no, he's, not, he's not a personable sir, gentleman. He has no time for people who don't know what it's he's like, talking look, about. We can get the clear-cut American race car driver and it'd be great for Ford, but he ain't going to win shit. Yeah. This guy can win. And there is something to that. Do you mean, do you want the, the PR guy or do you want to put some They're W's like, on the board? But nobody can interview him. And he's like, so put give somebody else the interview. <laughs> They can interview me. They don't have to interview me. But part of the thing is they want to they want to win with they want to win at the Ford car and the Ford driver to show Ferrari. Ferrari. Let it roll. I can't make that motion with my tongue. It doesn't happen. But there is 
a, a factor too. I didn't realize because I don't know anything about Lamont, but he's not the only driver. Like, no, if, they, if he goes, there's other drivers. I think they do. I don't it's know. There was three. Yeah, it's a team. So he's driving part of the time. He's not driving the whole time. <laughs> And so what about the other two drivers? They could be Mike good old American boys. <laughs> they did the German three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Gorlami. One year that's going to be on the next bingo card now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps talking about it. And, and Strata truck a lot. Yeah, Strata truck. I don't know. All week long, John's been. I call it the llama bite. Call it llama bite. Llama bite. I just think it's funny. <laughs> She'll sit there like, I'll give you a llama bite. Guess what my favorite scene is. All right, anyway. Uh, so anyway, uh, they want blah, blah, blah. So we cut to Ken, who, I mean, because they tell him, Leo tells, Shelby. I was going to say Matt Damon, but that's not a Shelby. Damon. So Shelby, that, look, he cannot come to France. So I'm guessing this is the 64. This is 65, because they lost in 65. 65 Le Mans. And like, look, he can't come. We don't want him. We're going to go with the Ford guy. He's We're like, going to go with... He's not going to be number boats, boats, boats. one of the three. Ooh, boats, boats, boats. All right, so boats, boats, boats. So then we cut to, you know, Shelby meets with the team and says, hey, we're, you know, giving out, hey, I need you to use passport and everything. And he's like, Ken, need a minute. He's like, look, it's a Ford company. It's a Ford car, and they don't want you. So you're not going. And it's like, and Ken, suck a bag of dicks. Ken does not freak out. <laughs> I thought he was going to throw the wrench out. I did too. Yeah. Because Cause the wrench is on the wall. We have established that he's kind of... Oh, a little off you know, yeah. he's That he's going to go off. He's going to fly off the handle. But he doesn't. He just says, well, make sure that they pay attention to this and this and this. And he leaves. And Shelby's like, I can tell you're not happy about this. Obviously. <laughs> he's like, make sure they do this and this. And he's this, just waiting on leaves. flying wrenches and stuff. Like He's walking in his car later, like looking around. <laughs> He's up on top throwing bricks at him. Fuck you! Anyway, so we cut to uh, Ken, and he's listening to the to the race. He's alone. You, Everybody else went to and France. He's like, I don't know what car he's wearing. It looks like yeah. he might be putting together Shelby Mustangs. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But he's working at the at the garage, and you can hear they him probably like, have many he's like, types. the gearbox needs to be uh, fixed. As you hear like, and he's like, yep, yep, time is off on that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, he's really good, yeah. or he's full of shit. No. Or it's, it's like, a movie. They're running hot. I told him not to run hot. I told him. <laughs> I told him to do this. Seven thousand RPMs. That's one hell of a skill. I'm all. That's all. Well, I'm his wife comes in and to distract him because he needs it. Well, they have what I like to call <laughs> brings him a, a pick shared pick. moment. A pick and dick basket. She brings him a pick and dick like basket. Like Yogi Bear. She changes the radio station. Like you don't need to do this to yourself. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm guessing they get, they bone down in the back of somebody's car, but or on somebody's car. Yeah, hey, I mean, they easy. are alone here. They. Can, <laughs> they are consenting Wherever adults. Comfortable. I mean, <laughs> and they're married. They can do whatever they want. I'd go up in Shelby's office personally. It's the sixties. <laughs> There's not cameras. <laughs> there are, but you'd notice. <laughs> hey, what's that suitcase in the corner? <laughs> All right, it's a portable wow, camera. Yeah. <laughs> portable. All right, so we cut to Shelby mm-hmm. at the Ford offices, uh, and it's, uh, he's reading the paper, and the headline says Ford loses big. He meets with Lee Iacocca and Mr. Ford, Leo Beebe. Shelby tells Ford the reason that they had such a hard time was that there was too many hands in the pot. He goes, I've seen this red folder change four hands before it got to you while I was sitting in your waiting room. The problem is you can't win races by committee. Which ain't wrong. He goes, we need to have 
one person in charge. The problem is that we have too many bosses and everybody wants to get their hands in there. And he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Manages to convince Ford that he... He's, like, he's look, like, look, we got Ferrari where we want him. They saw us go faster than they've mm-hmm. ever gone. Yeah, he goes, look, <laughs> we, we figured out a bunch of things. I mean, the only thing that didn't break was the brakes. <laughs> but at the end, we got up to 218 miles an hour. So now Olenzo's in Italy and he's scared shitless because he knows we're faster. He's not thinking about how he won. He's thinking about how fast we went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll figure all the rest of this shit out, but we're faster. Are the dogs Is it Santa? In here? They're or? in the bathroom. They're in the bathroom. Because <laughs> the door is open between the bathroom and the laundry room. Okay. So, all right. So now Ford tells him, hey, you only work for one person. It's me. Now go to war. I'm like, does he want him to shoot the Italians? That's just, mm. That seems a bit excessive for a car race. No, he wants them to win. Mm-hmm. That's not a war. There are different kinds of wars. No, there's not. <laughs> What I always got was, what's so civil You should see war? John's war on the homeless. Yeah, war on drugs, <laughs> war on terror, war on homelessness. They're all the same war. <laughs> There's war. 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 Anyway. What is it good for? Absolutely not. Ooh, say it again now. Good <laughs> <laughs> God. Go Lami. Go Lami. So they're going to cut out all these middlemen and Ford yeah. is in charge and Shelby's going to report to Ford. That does not actually happen, though. <laughs> well, it does for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're Almost at Ken's... immediately in the movie. <laughs> all right. So at Ken's house, um, Shelby's there waiting for him. Ken walks up and he's got some groceries with him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like maybe Ken has quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't ever say it, but Ken looks pissed. And he's like, hey... Um, we have a whole new deal here. We're going to be doing better things. And, you know, and now really, I get to pick and you're going to, to be driving. And you're the driver and everything. And Ken, hearing this good news, decides to punch Shelby in the face. <laughs> and Shelby. Well, because Ken the whole time has been like, they're never going to let you do things that you want to do. You're still working for them and they will make the choice. And so it's their money. Ken yeah. punches Shelby in the face and Shelby goes. All right, and they fight, and they have the most unorganized fight ever. And I read the trivia that these two loved filming this scene because these two have been in a lot of fight scenes that were really choreographed, took weeks to do. They went through this twenty minutes before they shot it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, you know. And they were like, "You're around. not fighters; just roll around yeah. on the ground." And they're, just, and they're like flailing, and at one point. Shelby grabs a can of, I don't know if it was canned corn or beans or whatever it was, yeah. but he grabs a can, looks like he was going to hit Ken in the head with it, and he looks at it, puts it down, and grabs, a, <laughs> grabs a loaf of bread, and starts hitting him with the loaf of bread. So Ken's but wife sees this. actually hurt him. Yeah. 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 Ken's wife sees this, grabs a folding chair, pops yeah. it over, and sits down with the magazine. And Tony goes, she might be my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would she hilarious. get a magazine? <laughs> So then we get the llama bite, and he's got him in the llama bite here, and that hurts like hell. He's like, ah, ah, ah. All right. So then we have like a suplex, and that's it. And We're everybody describe lays the fight. It was silly, and they end up laying on the ground with sodas. And then Shelby says, "How long has it been?" And Ken goes, "About three years since their last fight." <laughs> yeah. And so now Ken sees his wife and goes, "Honey." Could you bring me a fizzy pop? <laughs> and she's like, sure. Carol, you want one too? And Ken's like, no. <laughs> Nothing for him. <laughs> so then she comes over with two sodas and is like, so evidently I'm going to the store. You got <laughs> And he says, do we need anything? And he goes, ice cream? And then holds up this piece of bread. He goes, some bread? Bread? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then um, 
<laughs> so they, they both get their sodas and they have a toast. And he says, up yours. You know, and uh, then, uh, excuse me, Ken says, up yours. And then Shelby says, yep, go to hell. And they toast. Because that's and, what guys And do. now they're working together again. Well, that's, you know, sometimes you just They gotta, worked it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to punch your shit out and move on about your day. All right. Now we get a proper montage of racing and building. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken's talking to his son about racing, which works out real well for us who don't know much about racing because they give you the, hey, this is what it's like to race and these are the things we're doing. And you wouldn't need somebody who, you know, capped the next position. Like, this is what you do. and because yeah. You need rest, someone you can explain to. Yeah, the rest of his team, even his wife, I mean, she said clean line. So she, clearly she knows about racing. Yeah, so we have to have someone he has, someone is explaining this to so the rest of us schmucks watching the movie know what the hell is going on. <laughs> so the son serves as that. Even though at this point, I think his son would have knew <laughs> all about racing. Yeah. His son at that point probably knows more about racing than we do now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we cut to Ken practicing the race. Um... And, oh, Lee Iacocca is on the phone with Shelby. And we find out uh, Leo is now in charge of the Ford company, and he's on his way there to fire Ken. He's in charge of the racing. Right. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, shit. Just then, in an amazing fashion, the brakes fail, and <laughs> Ken literally gets is about to get fired because, you know, the car's on fire. <laughs> Like it kind of explodes a little it, bit. It explodes a little bit. He's able to get out, and everybody goes running to him, and he's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Shit happens. He got out. That's mm-hmm. the difference. He got out. <laughs> All right. So they're in the garage. They're trying to figure out the brake problem and what they what they could do to fix it. He's like, the brakes are just getting too hot. And he's like, well, what the hell are we going to do? The brakes are never going to last this way. And they're like, well, can't we just change them out? And they're like, no, you can't change the brakes. And they look, and like, sure you can. You can change out any part you want. Yeah. This is Phil, who has this bright idea to change the whole, to we'll just change replace the, brakes. the whole assembly. And they're like, look, we'll work it out. It's like, how long does it take to change out the brake assembly? And they look, and it's like, okay, well, I guess... I guess we can do that. Sure. And they it's have like, to rework the assembly so that they can change it out within a couple of minutes. Right. Because the way that it's set up now, evidently they have to do some things. And these guys are expert mechanics, so I thought they could figure their shit out. Yeah. They, they got a whole room full of guys just thinking <laughs> shit up and a whole bunch of guys backing them up. Speaking of the guys backing them up... Um, so Peter and his mom happen to be there, and uh, they have a heart-to-heart, and Shelby tells Ken uh, to let him do this thing. Because you know, he's like, something's wrong, and it's not the brakes. And he's like, it's, it's one of my, you have your problems, I have my problems, right. let me handle my problems. He's like, you got a plan? He's like, yeah, but it's a high-risk plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like, well, that's something. <laughs> yeah. You can tell they have a real, um, it's a real, they're close. It's almost like, like family. Family. <laughs> They're very good friends. Yeah. They're like Pitt and Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. Ooh. They don't have to have long talks about stuff. They know right. the other's going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And All we right. get to see this high-risk plan. <laughs> so Ford and company show up. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo... And wants, it's supposed to be a surprise, but yeah. I but they knew they were coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Leo wants to talk to Shelby. He's like, sure, would you like to talk in private? He's like, yeah, that, that would be dandy as a matter of fact. Like, Come on up to the office. <laughs> Shelby takes him up to the office and is like, look, blah, 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 blah. They start talking. And he, we're inside of Shelby's office and he's closing the blinds. And Leo <laughs> is, going down. Seems suspicious at all. <laughs> and Leo's like, yeah, well, you know, we got we to gotta do all these things. And he's like, great. And he walks and locks him in the office. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I have to tell you, I'm in charge now. Yeah. And he's like, I yeah, don't great. Like Ken driving. <laughs> so meanwhile, while he goes upstairs with Leo, he has Phil, hey, would you take Mr. Ford and show him the car? So, and this is why $8 million buys. $8 million cards. So $8 million back then. I don't know what that's worth now. But it's, 
a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so when they're down there, and he's like, oh, look at the car. Isn't it fun? And so Shelby comes down and says, hey, you want to go for a spin? Uh, I was like, sure. At this point, Leo gets a stapler or something and breaks his way out of the... He's been banging on the door, and the dudes in the shop are just, like, revving engines. So nobody will hear it. So, and then Leo gets out, and he's, and he's heading for him, and so somebody else sees him, and they shut another door, and he puts his foot up against it. And pretends and like, like he can't get it He's open. like, you open this door. He's like, I'm trying, man. The door is stuck. <laughs> but during all this, you know, Shelby's down there, and he's like, Mr. Ford, would you like to go for a ride? So they get him inside the race car. Which is hard. Which is hard. Well, yeah. they finally get him in there. It's like trying to get in John's car. It takes a little bit of effort. He goes, all right, you ready? He goes, the name on the steering wheel should tell you that I was born ready. Hit it. That a boy. And they take off. And they and drive then like they the let Dickens. Leo out, so he gets and then the they watch. let Leo out. He's like, "Hey, but doesn't matter if the boss is about to fire you if you're with the real boss in yeah. the car." Yeah. <laughs> because he knows if he can just get Ford on board, anything that Leo says is going to yeah. get overridden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. So the drive goes real well, and um, they get a little bit emotional, and Ford starts crying. They get to seven thousand RPMs, I think. Well, you, yeah. yeah, that's where yeah. you know life starts at seven thousand. There's a great line here where Phil says to Leo, this is where the uninitiated starts to soil them. <laughs> That's probably true. Because yeah. Have you ever driven your car at 7,000 RPM? I haven't because no. usually it's like five and yeah. it's, it's like, all right, I'm going fast enough. <laughs> I got my motorcycle up to 112 one time and that was about as fast as I had gone in. It was like, <laughs> state, and I was like, okay, this is. Uh, cool. I don't think I ever got my motorcycle up that fast. I got close to 100. Was like, I need to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I fall, I might long. as well not be wearing anything. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever gone faster than like 90. In my uh, in a car, I've gotten up to like 130, 140. I'll tell you later. Okay. What were you doing? Anywho, uh, Ford is like. Holy shit, I had no idea what this racing yeah. stuff was. <laughs> and he starts crying. He's like, I wish my dad could yeah. have been here for this. See something like this, this. is intense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so and Shelby makes a deal with Ford. He says, look, if we win Daytona, then Ken drives LeMond. And Ford's like, and if you lose, then you get Shelby racing. Lock, stock, and barrel. Everything right there. Mm. Shelby American. Yeah. Which You own my cars. And my name and, and my, my designs company, and yeah. My, yeah. which I think they ended up doing. Yeah, it. which I was like, <laughs> I they make Shelby's every year. Yeah. Well, maybe I think the family gets a kickback or something. I don't know how it works. I, well, I they don't talk really about any of the technical aspects, but it seems obvious that Ford and Shelby went into business, and that Shelby owned part of the Ford Racing and yeah. Ford owned party part of Shelby American, like Indian and Harley. Yeah, but well, it could be that just. Shelby was was buying uh, Mustangs, doing his thing, and then selling them. You know, that's not the impression that I got. No, from he was. It, it seems like, like a partnership, but he it, could. It seems like he was building Shelby's, yeah. Yeah. and then Ford bought into his company, and now he works for Ford. But he probably owns, owns Shelby America. Part of kind of like the Ferrari deal they offer you. Yeah. you, own, you Ninety, own the 90s, yeah. we own ten. Yeah, but he's saying, "I'll give you the whole thing if you yeah. lose." I believe in him that much. But then they try to fuck him over. <laughs> All right, so now we're at the Daytona. They do fuck him over. <laughs> and Leo's giving interviews about the teams uh, for Ford. Meanwhile, Ken is in there, and he's kicking ass. Well, he's not he's, super kicking ass. He's not doing so great in the beginning because the other, t- the other Ford team pits super fast. <laughs> so they're so a little behind. They have a NASCAR pit crew. Yeah. 
And we just have our dudes that work in the shop. <laughs> so the other team is actually winning the majority of the race. And the best part is right at the end there where Ken wins, he gets into that elusive 10th gear. Because you ever notice in all these driving <laughs> yeah. movies, they always have another gear to shift to. Meanwhile, this is at the end of the race. He wouldn't have been in his, in sixth gear yeah. just going. Because they couldn't... Because you need to get that visual like, oh, you'll go faster. Yeah. They like, were he keeping, didn't downshift. They were keeping the cars under a certain RPM, so under, under seven. Six, yeah. He said no, and to keep it under 6,000. So that they wouldn't, you know, damage the cars. Break yeah. And the other team can pit faster, so they've been winning. And Shelby and Ken's, Ken's like, like, I, I can, can go, go faster. I, I can feel it. This car will do it. It's not going to fall apart. And <laughs> Shelby finally breaks down because he doesn't want to lose and lose his company. And, and he, he knows they fucked him over. So he writes out a sign, 7,000. So drive like hell. hell. No. And so Ken they, fucking kicks it into gear and finally passes the other team. Because he's so a better driver skipping. and can go faster. <laughs> but this is important. Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta skip. Sometimes. We're only at a minute eight or an hour a eight. A minute eight. <laughs> Sorry. A minute eight. Yep. Bless your heart. So anyway, they win. <laughs> but yeah, they win. Uh, so we cut to Ken talking to his son about Lamont because we need exposition about Lamont because most people don't know what the fuck that is. Right. Mm-hmm. That was me. Was like, his, son, his son made a little map. Yeah. He explains it all to him. So his son knew enough about the race to draw a map. Yeah. So then we need you to explain it to your son who clearly knew what it was because yeah, yeah. you drew a map. <laughs> but then he shows him how he's going to do this and if you don't do it right, it's a lap and it's a three perfect and a lap minutes. and you do it in three and a half minutes. Out of a twenty, and he explains like, and that's the first three and a half minutes of a twenty-four hour race, and it sounds very depressing when you say it like that. Yeah. Yes, like three and a half minutes of a twenty-four hour race. That's How many laps you gonna do? do? Fuck. <sighs> anyway, so now we cut to France, and we're in France. But we, this is when we're starting to skip big blocks of time. Mm-hmm. Right? But whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're in France, and Ken goes to the track. Um, and he's out the Le Mans track, and he didn't go to sleep that night. And he walks up, and he finds Ken sitting. I mean, uh, Shelby, Shelby sitting there. And they talk about some things. You know, they have a heart to heart. And he's like, "Shouldn't you be getting some sleep?" He goes, "Nah, I'm gonna go walk to the first turn." I know you would. Evidently, I got the impression this is what Shelby did when he won. Mm-hmm. So, but they didn't or say. Or when, it. You know, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we cut the race day. Ken is all composed, and he looks ready to rock. Uh, and this, and then all of a sudden. The Ferraris show up, and he's like, "Well, if it was a beauty pageant, we just lost." <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't really think the Ferraris look that much like. Oh, they both are very nice in the car. I prefer the Ferraris. I do. I thought the Ferrari looked better than the Ford. I wouldn't say no to a Ferrari, but. Well, they're red, and his is like an ice blue. You know. Either way, they're both very nice looking cars. But if I was to pick one, I'd pick the Ferrari. It's just a preference. I'm sorry, that's not how you pronounce it. Ferrari. <laughs> oh man. See, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Ken says, well, um, the good thing is about it, this is not all about looks. So, uh, I'm right where the line was. It goes, well, but we're nastier. <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah. They're faster, we're nastier, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I should have wrote it down when he said it. I was like, that's a good line. But I didn't write it down. All right, so the race is on. And this is fun because the drivers are outside the cars, and they're, like, touching the wall, like, go. Oh, so the rest to run to their car and get in it. That's it pretty, did. That seems cool. safe though, because then they're all taken off yeah. in different spots. I was like, oh! <laughs> they're literally hitting each other right as they start. It's like these are like eight million dollar cars, and they're playing bumper cars. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Ken's door doesn't fucking shut. So he's on his first lap, and he's trying to shut the fucking door, and the yeah. fucking door won't shut, and he's driving like so a makes banshee. Shitty time. Yeah, yeah. So he's not. And then that. he has to pit after one lap. And they see the Ferrari drive by, and they're like, "Hey, where's Ken?" And they say, he's coming in. 
And he's like, the door won't shut. So then Phil walks over with a rubber mallet and goes, move, get out of the way, and hits the door and it's closed and he takes off and they're off again. So they have That's an embarrassment for Ford right out of the gate. (laughs) And now we're racing. And Ken sends a new lap record of three minutes, 31 seconds. That's fast. That boy's fast right there. Well, he's got to make it some time because he fucked up that first lap. I don't know if that really happened. I wanted to look it up, but I forgot to do that until now. I don't know. I'd have to yeah. do a lot more research. But they needed to have some drama for the, for the movie, so I feel like they made it up. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't. I don't know. Someone tell me. I don't know. He broke the. Uh, I don't think they would put in that he broke the lap record twice if he didn't do that. Oh, he probably broke the lap record, but I don't know if the door wasn't working. Anyway, so uh, Leo tells Shelby that Ken is pushing the car too hard, and that's not the plan. Shelby looks at him and goes, well, plans change. <laughs> All right, so we have the first driver swap out. So in this race, it's 24 hours, they swap out drivers, which is probably a safety thing because after a few hours, yeah, you're yeah. going to fall asleep and die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Doing 200 plus miles an hour. Yeah. In almost amazing timing, Ferrari gets into a crash right there. Uh, nighttime is coming, and it's time to swap out drivers again because nothing else of the situation happened. Ken is back in the car, and we're off again. Shelby takes uh, the... St- He's neat. I don't know why he's looking for a stopwatch. I must have looked down and missed it, but evidently can't find a stopwatch. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird, too. That just kind of came out of nowhere. So he walks over to the Ferrari pit. Ferrari. He also had a, a Tag Hauer Speedmaster thing on it his wrist. It wasn't a Tag. It was, a, it was just a Hauer. A Hauer. Whatever. Sorry. Because I, they, did not, they didn't merge yet. But he had a... a ha- Whatever. He had one of those cool wristwatches that allows you to time fucking races. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he didn't need a stopwatch. But he steals them from Ferrari as so a fun he, thing. Yeah, so he goes over and he and you see the, the Nobody's paying attention in Ferrari. And he, you see him take one. All right. He took two. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> and the race progresses. And we see the, the Ferrari team is fighting because they can't find their stopwatches. Just then, Shelby clicks a lap time and Phil's like, nice stopwatch. And he pulls out and he goes, you want one? They're, They're Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... I don't know. I don't think that actually happened. No, but, it's funny. Know, it's, it's but it is, it is funny. It's like something to break up the monotony of a race. Yeah, a 24-hour <laughs> race. It's like, all right, so what they do for 20... Well, they race for 24 hours. Nothing yeah. of note actually yeah. happened. All right. Um, the race continues, and it starts to rain. Team Shelby swap out the brakes, which causes the Italians to lose their mind. Like, hey, que cosa? <laughs> you can't do that. And they're like, actually... Yes, we can. And so they, <laughs> they call the French, and the French come out, and they're like, you cannot do this. And Ken's like, starts going, you show me in your little book where it says it. And he's, Shelby's like, hold on, let me take care of this. You show me in your little book where we can't swap out the part. It says we can swap out any part we want. The front end assembly part of the, is part of the parts, and we're swapping it out. And the French is like, well, you got me there. Uh-huh. And walks away. He's like, yeah, we read your manual. <laughs> we read your little book. All right, so. Um, that is all that I'll say about that. And as the race comes uh, into into the morning, Ken passes Ferrari. And like, all right, great. You're going to need to do that twice before if you want to take the lead. And he was able to do it, and he overtakes Ferrari, and now he's pushing it. And he's pushing it hard. And we're, we're starting to see that it's going real bad. We see those brakes that look like right. they're going to catch on mm-hmm. fire. <laughs> so now Ken comes around again, and he's about to pass Ferrari for the second time. But now Ferrari's like, fuck you, man. And he starts pushing his car hard. But he pushes his car more. Like, he pushes it to, like, 9,000. And you can't do that. It gets poof. Yep. Ferrari's Ferrari, out. He's out. He's out. And that was the last Ferrari that was in, I think. Yeah. I said Ferrari was out. They had mm-hmm. three teams. Yeah. 
And Ford had three teams. Mm-hmm. And, and Ferrari's out. In there, H-A-P-P-Y, and he's driving. And he's doing and great. He's in the lead by a lot. And now, and now Ford has positions one, two, and three, but Ken is evidently um, Ken and uh, Enzo. What was his name? No, the second guy, the, the Ferrari remember. driver. What was his name? I oh, know. I can't remember. I wrote it down earlier, but didn't say it. Whatever. Am I going back? We'll call him Enzo. Blah blah. We'll call him Ferrari, the Ferrari driver. Boats, boats, boats. Yeah, boats, boats, boats. Anyway, whatever. So now he's out one, two, and three. All right. Um, so they, so they come up with an idea. They're like, what we need to do. Leo's like, hey, Mr. Ford, what we're going to do, we should get all the Ford cars to come in together. We'll take first, second, and third place. The picture will be great when all three of our cars win Le Mans at the same time. It's like, you piece of shit. And, he's, and the one dude, Phil, I think, is like, we can't do that because Lee Iacocca was like, was like you ahead. can't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, no, he was four s- minutes ahead. He's, he's, four minutes ahead. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like he, yeah. he can't. They're not going to catch up to him. <laughs> and while this is happening, Ken is on his break. This is like the last driver change. Right. Mm-hmm. So then uh, they tell they come down and tell Shelby, and Shelby's like, hey, look, the four people want uh, want you to slow down, so we come in first, second, and third. Uh-huh. You do whatever you want to do. Once you're out there, it's your car. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing we can do about it. All right. So then he, where he's out, and he's like, all right, it's time to kick names and take ass. No, sorry, that's the Guardians of the Galaxy that do that. Sorry. All right. So anyway, Ken's out there, and he breaks yet another record. He has the perfect lap. And he makes a decision to slow down. And he slows down, and he's like, come on, boys. Where are you at? Where are you? Are you? <laughs> oh, there they are. Very, very small. So he has to actually stop, pull over, and he has a sandwich while they come up. Because <laughs> they're really far back. Because at some point, he breaks, like, the land speed record. <laughs> all right. So now they're all coming in together. And he's like, yeah. And the other two drivers see him, and they're waving. They're like, all right. They give the little head nod. And he, Tony and I were both like, which one of these drivers was told to pull ahead at the last second? Yeah, so I was they like, one of, these, one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> we were waiting for it. It didn't happen, though. So they all come in at the same time. but And, hey, it's a tie for first. No, no. Nay, nay. He's, they got the big high heart. They got, what's the word I'm looking for? Fucked. That's right. They got <laughs> fucked because one of the drivers actually started further back. So by finishing at the same time, he wins because he went a further distance in a shorter amount of time. And I looked the math, and the math checks out. But they, you know, Ken, Ken took. But they around. did not know that. Nobody told them that would happen. They were all like, "You'll still win. He'll still win." Yeah. No. And the impression you get is that. BB knew. Yeah. <laughs> which. And Ken's. Which you gotta think. Probably wouldn't know. I don't think that. Like. I think I, this is one of those drama things. This, I think, it must be. Well, I think they told him it would be cool. And I think this is how the race really finished. And there might have been some tech guy. And, actually, and the next year at Daytona, Ferrari won and did it. And then the year after. And then the year that Porsche won Le Mans. They did it. They did it. Mm. So it became a thing. But I don't think they realized that it would make. I don't think they were doing it. Because the BB and Ken rivalry isn't a real thing. <laughs> so I don't think they did it to fuck over Ken. They just didn't realize. Well, anyway, so um, as Ken is standing there, he kind of gets it. And he looks over and Ferrari's there. And he tips his hat to him and says, hey, hey, good job. Which really is what Ken wanted. Yeah. 
And and then Shelby's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know this would happen. He's like, well, you promised I could drive. You didn't promise I'd win. <laughs> and they immediately talking about things that they could improve on. It's like, hey, I noticed somewhere around hour, you know, 20, that <laughs> <laughs> I might have been hallucinating. Or... About <laughs> 6,000. I think we could do this and this and make it better. So we cut Faster. To a, we cut to a test track. aluminum. <laughs> aluminum, that's right. So we cut to a test track where Ken is making a run. We get the 7,000 RPM voiceover again, and we see Ken smiling, and then suddenly his brakes fail. Ken was killed at a test track. Mm. Um, I fucking was wrecked. <laughs> when we watched this the first time, and Ken loses, and I'm like, did he, did he really lose? Did he win the next year? He must have won the last year. And I'm frantically looking it up. Who, Like, when did he win Le Mans? Because I was sure he had to have won because he was such a great driver, right? They wouldn't do this to me. And then as I'm looking it up, he fucking is in a crash. And I'm like, oh, my God, does he die? And I just, like, burst into tears. I'm and so see, upset. I'm with you. I've been Googling stuff about Le Mans and the racers the whole movie. So I already knew. Because that was one of the things I saw when I was Googling. And Tony said something. Maybe he's going to go drive for Ferrari. And I'm thinking to myself, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, my so friend Farmer's like a super forward guy. And he was like, yeah, he was telling me something like they banned his car. Like permanently. The something. car that they were designing yeah. that he was testing when he died. Yeah, it they, won like four years in a row. And they're they like, banned nope. It. No, 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 no. <laughs> like this car is too good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, then we cut to Shelby at his company. And they have a new driver. And he comes down. He's like, "Oh yeah, everything's great." He goes, "He drove the car for an hour. You don't know a dick about yeah. a car for driving it for an hour." And so then he leaves and he goes to um, Ken's house. And he's still hurting. Yeah, it's he, only he, been six mm-hmm. months since Ken died. And he comes across uh, Peter, and you can hear his mother calling for him, saying, "Hey, Peter!" And Peter and comes to Shelby, and he's like, "Hey, what's that?" And he goes, "Is that a wrench?" And he goes, "Yeah, this is the wrench." He goes, "Did my father once throw that at your head?" He goes, like, yep. yep. <laughs> and he gives him the wrench and they have a... They have he says, a, you know what, your a dad... A moment that made me cry. <laughs> your dad really thought... Well, he just thought you were finer than frogs fur. Finer I was like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I've heard finer than frogs hair, like for years, but not frogs fur. All right. And Peter goes to his mother and Shelby drives away. Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think, Cartley? All right. My favorite character was Ken Miles. My least favorite character was BB. My favorite scene was when he's told he's not going to go to France and he doesn't get mad. And then he just gives advice and then we see him listening to it and his wife comes and distracts him. My favorite line was the that's a nice stopwatch you want one they're Italian there was a line earlier that I really liked but I didn't write it down and I didn't see it in the lines and I was not going to go back through this two and a half hour movie and find it so like, fuck it, that's just a loss I should have been writing down lines that's why I always have my notebook with me in case a line strikes me I mean we'll randomly start hold on pause I need to write this line down so uh, and my favorite choice yeah, I wrote the Shelby's I don't know much about cars Shelby's? so one Shelby looked to me like very much the other ones Tony was like that specific one I like but I'm like I don't care they're all cute and nice and I like them <laughs> and I will yay this movie it's long but I liked it <laughs> that's what she said it didn't feel super long uh, no when you first watch it it doesn't feel like it's almost three hours um, Tony alright um, my favorite character was Carol Shelby with a close second for Molly Molly was really good. 
My least favorite character is Huey, even though, you know. Favorite scene is the Carol and Ken fight. Second favorite was Ford crying in the race car. I thought that was pretty cool. I had the same problem with the line. I had a line. It's 43 minutes in. I just didn't go back to copy it. But it's basically <laughs> when Carol ex- Carol explains to us what the Le, Le-, Le Mans is. And it's really cool. He does this really cool des- uh, description of it. I just couldn't write it all down, and I couldn't go back to it. So I just went with the nice stopwatch. You like it. It's Italian, which you already did. My favorite trashy object. Is that the one where he talks about how it's an endurance race, and it's about... Yeah. It's, it's not just about the fast car. It's about, mm-hmm. you know... He does it like, you know, breakdown of it. Favorite Trisha object, I like, like I say, like you were saying, I like the 1964 Shelby Cobra, the mm-hmm. Daytona Coupe. They still, <laughs> there's only five, it's either five or seven of them were made, and they sold one at auction last year, or a couple years ago, for $7.2 million. And, uh, oh, yeah, this movie, it was really cool. All right. I liked it a lot. That's two. Elaine, bring me home. All right. So, my favorite character is Ken. My least favorite character is the Deuce. Um, my favorite scene is our is the um, first time we meet Ken at the racetrack when he's arguing with the official about the luggage capacity of yeah. the trunk and ends with him throwing the wrench at Shelby. I really like that. It's very funny. My favorite tertiary object is Peter's paper racetrack. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. And my favorite line is... What happened? Stop. Stop this. All right. I'm sorry. My phone went weird. Is So Ken says, this is at the Mustang reveal. And Ken goes, it looks fantastic, but inside it's a lump of lard, dressed up to fool the public. My advice is lose the inline six and the idiotic three speed, shorten the wheelbase, somehow lose half a ton, and lower the price. But even then, I'd still shoot, choose a Chevy Chevelle, and that's a fucking terrible car. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh. That's a good line. Good stuff. Um, I'm going to yay it. It's good. All right. Look at, look at me getting four yays on my birthday. One left. Pick. Yeah, well, we don't know. All right. So my, my favorite character is also uh, Shelby. Mm-hmm. And my least favorite character is also BB. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line is, I call that the llama bite. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite object is the um, Ferrari. How you pronounce that? Ferrari. Uh-huh. Because, you know, if I had stupid money for, you know, supercars, I wouldn't buy, I'd get a DB5, the James Bond DB5, yeah. or maybe the Vanquish, the new one, though. I'd either get an old DB5 or a new Vanquish, because hmm. they look like DB9, I think. They're much cooler, but I want the James Bond one. Right, right. That'd be my, you know, I wouldn't get a new with, with the machine guns, yes. you know, the, uh, the headlights. Right. But then I would also get a Ferrari if I had that kind of money. Right, right. Yeah, you, got, you might as well go all out. Yeah, you, you, I get that as well. You need, you need a weekend. Something Ferrari. for the weekend, right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get groceries in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll get my own movie. And I'll, oh. so. Shocking. <laughs> Carly? Oh, yeah, I got Carly. All right, please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. You can email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yes, we do love when you go back talk and listen to, us. to some other episodes. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and then tune in next week on the podcast um, for Tony's pick. Um, uh, for Tony's pick, yeah. Uh, four four. What'd you pick? I picked 2004's Troy. Troy. Yeah. 
badass, starring the the Brad Pitt, William Bradley Pitt himself. Yes, and Eric Bana and Orlando Bloom and Brian Cox, mm-hmm. who once was in a car in Mike Tyson's car with his current wife mm-hmm. and didn't know it when Mike was at his house and pulled up. <laughs> and he said, "You've never seen Brad more scared in his life." Oh, I imagine. Because <laughs> this was like '80s, early '90s, Mike Tyson. Yeah, and mm-hmm. evidently they were separated. But yeah. And there's no world where Brad Pitt's going to beat up Mike Tyson now. Or end up alive after no, that. Or time. any of Brad Pitt's characters. No. <laughs> I think Mike Tyson would beat Achilles to death. Yeah. <laughs> so Achilles comes and goes, no one will remember your name. He goes, remember my name and he's coming up. Exactly. Um, Bites zero. Text from Audra. She thought DJ on the podcast was awesome. Hmm. She listened to, and she also thought Baby Got Bacula was hilarious. <laughs> and that Bridesmaids was dog trash. Um... Then when she listened to um, what is that? It wasn't really a song. I know. I just said. God damn it! I can't ever remember that basketball movie I just did. Semi pro. Semi pro. She did tell me that they tore the Joe down and that now the Wings and Pistons play at Little Caesars Arena. Oh wow! Pizza, pizza. And um, then she also told me um, after listening to the um, Sam Rockwell movie, the one where he's the serial the hitman. Mm-hmm. That. Right. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Wright. That cat pee, cat pee is sterile, FYI. Huh. So. And then she sent me the gift of a cat. Wow. It's really fucked up. And, and Will, just want you to know that you did call right when we started. That's why you didn't, Tony didn't answer your call. <laughs> <laughs> and Bye. Yeah. Bye.